0: of his son Romans 8:29 See also Galatians 2:20 And this transformation will preeminently involve and affect our prayer life for being used by God When we look at the people God used in the scriptures as well as those he used throughout Christian history we see their lives marked by a deep awareness and practice of prayer with their heavenly father In most of the biographies and testimonies from people whom God has used in mighty ways in the past, there is a confession that the key to their work and to the measure in which it honored God is directly linked to prayer that mirrored the prayer experience of Jesus. We believe this link is needed today as much as ever. There is an urgent necessity for the requests and supplications of God's people to reflect the prayer life of Jesus Christ as we see it unfolded in the Scriptures from Henry. Now it's our turn. Probably no scripture in recent years has affected me as much as the last verses of Hebrews chapter 11. Having given us earlier in this chapter a whole catalog of the great men and women of faith, the chapter concludes, And all these, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise, God having provided something better for us that they should not be made perfect apart from us, Hebrews 11:39 through 40. There are those who have gone before, and now it's our turn. There are those who have carried the torch, who have prayed through the night and wept through the night, praying for revival in our land. However, they did not see what God promised, and now it's up to us. If we don't continue the vigil to pray, we delay even more the completion of what was begun by those who have gone before us. I've often said to the Lord, O God, many others have begun and never saw the completion of your promises in their generation. O Lord, help me to be faithful in my generation, that when I pray, I hear from you, and that when I hear from you, I immediately adjust my life accordingly. CHAPTER 1. OUR KEY TO LIFE AND MINISTRY The twelve disciples whom Jesus chose were no doubt men who prayed. They had been raised in a culture that valued and practiced prayer, and each of their hearts must have been prayerfully tender toward God for each man to leave everything and follow after Jesus when he extended his call to them. And yet, as the disciples went on to closely observe Jesus— they consistently noticed a stark difference between their way of praying and the prayer life of the Lord. In the presence of these twelve men, Jesus both taught and modeled a radical life of prayer, and it caught their attention. We see this, for example, in Luke 11.1. Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. They wanted something better than they already had, and they wanted the same reality and vitality of prayer that Jesus experienced. So he taught them, and everything he taught, he also lived out before them, at the center of his life. Jesus urged these disciples to always pray and never lose heart. Luke 18:1. To cry out day and night to God. 18:7 and to keep asking and seeking and knocking with confident assurance of the Father's loving heart. Matthew 7, 7-11 Hearing Jesus say these things, the twelve could not forget that even while he ministered to the great multitudes through continual preaching and healing, he himself often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. Luke five sixteen. They had witnessed how the Lord rose a long while before daylight— and went out and departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed. Mark one thirty-five. They knew their master as the one who went out to the mountain to pray, and continued all night in prayer to God. Luke 6.12 The conclusion was inescapable. Jesus' prayer life was the key to both his life and ministry. Throughout the scriptural record of the ministry of our Lord, it's clear that prayer is one of the most marked characteristics of his life. At each major juncture, at every key decision point, we find him in prayer. It was true in the very beginning. At the time of his baptism, it was while he prayed that heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit came down upon him like a dove, while the Father audibly assured him, You are my beloved Son, in you I am well pleased. Luke 321 22 And it was true as well at the end, as Jesus continued praying on the cross. Matthew 27:46 and Luke 23:34 and 46. Every part of our Lord's life was centered and guided by his continuing communication with the Father. From Norman, Early Morning Habit. Watching our parents over the years, I would definitely characterize them as people of prayer. If you asked any of the five children in our family what our dad was doing in the early morning hours, each one would answer, he's praying and studying his Bible. To this day, when I visit their home, I know that no matter how early I get up in the morning, my father will already be in prayer and the scriptures in his office. One night last year, our daughter became very ill. Sometime after midnight, we decided to take her to the hospital, where it was determined that she needed to have an IV put in. Our daughter is very afraid of needles, and we knew this would scare her. We immediately wanted to telephone mom and dad and ask for their prayers. By then it was about three o'clock in the morning. and about five o'clock where my parents were, we called them, and they were already awake and ready to pray just as I expected. It was such a comfort for me to know that I could call at such an early hour and know that they would be praying as we walked through a difficult sickness with our daughter. In Christ's Humanity So often as we read about Jesus, we fail to make the connection between His example and our own experience. From God's perspective, however, the characteristics of His Son's prayer life are to be true for every believer and every church. We easily dismiss that fact. We tell ourselves, Jesus was the Son of God, and of course His prayer life was outstanding. But I'm only human. I can't be expected to pray as Christ prayed." There are plenty of scriptures to counter that argument, and one of them is a profound passage that we'll refer to often in this book as we explore it phrase by phrase. For catching the heart of Christ's prayer life in relation to the Father, we know of no passage better than Hebrews 5, 7 through 9, which describes the intense manner and momentous results of the prayers Jesus offered. These verses pull together the entire prayer life of Jesus into a single powerful statement for our instruction. It teaches us the essence of prayer so that we can more fully experience the intimate fellowship with the Heavenly Father that Jesus knew. We want to draw your attention first to the significant phrase that introduces this passage, in the days of His flesh. This expression emphasizes the human nature Christ embraced during His earthly ministry. That word flesh identifies Jesus with you and me. We have a Savior who can identify with us because of the human form that He assumed as He emptied Himself of His divine privileges and came to earth as a man. Philippians 2, 7 and 8. As we study His prayer life, we're seeing Jesus in His humanity, praying to the Father just as we pray to Him in our own humanity. A few verses earlier in Hebrews, we read how Jesus, as our high priest, can sympathize with our weaknesses because he was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Hebrews 4.15 Whatever weaknesses, failings, and weariness we've ever experienced in our prayer life, Christ understands. He was tempted in his prayer life as well, and he knows how to help us faithfully resist those temptations in the same way he successfully resisted them. Setting our hearts Our passage in Hebrews goes on to tell us that in the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with vehement cries and tears. Hebrews 5, seven. The Amplified Bible words it this way, In the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up definite special petitions— for that which he not only wanted but needed, and supplications with strong crying and tears. The clear emphasis is that the Son of God actively and consistently prayed, and he did so with various kinds of prayer and supplication, strong entreaty and pleading to his Father. In the days of his flesh, Jesus understood the seriousness of communicating with his Heavenly Father. In the days of his flesh, he chose not to allow anything to